This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome back to another edition of The Drop Podcast. I am your host, Lance Descott, and I am fuming over the Game 3 non-call. The refs say they didn't see it. Toronto says they can't review it. Blues fans are up in arms. Sharks fans say it was a legal hand pass, which there is no such thing as a legal hand pass. Before I give you my opinion, let's delve in first to the hand pass situation. When you look at the rules in the NHL guidelines, that would fall under rule 79.1, hand pass. I'm reading it exactly how it's stated in the rule book. Rule 79.1, hand pass. A player shall be permitted to stop or bat a puck in the air with his open hand or push it along the ice with his hand. And the play shall not be stopped unless, in the opinion of the on-ice officials, he has directed the puck to a teammate or has allowed his team to gain an advantage, and subsequently possession and control of the puck is obtained by a player of the offending team, either directly or deflected off of any player or official. With that being said, the puck was directed to a teammate, so it was an illegal hand pass. Kay Whitmore, who is the series officiating supervisor, said, It's not a reviewable play. The way the rules are written, any chance there is to review, everything is reviewed that's reviewable. But as the rules currently stand, the play is non-reviewable. Well, let's look into that rule and see how this play is non-reviewable. Rule 38.4. The league reviews all goals for eligible violations, including puck over the line, puck in before the net was dislodged, puck in before time expired, puck kicked in with a distinct kicking motion, puck battered or thrown into the net, puck deflected in or off an official, puck deflected by a high stick or to assist a referee in determining the legitimacy of all potential goals, i.e. to ensure they are good hockey goals. For example, but not limited to. This is where the NHL gets themselves in trouble. When you lay out these rules and you give examples that say not limited to, that leaves it open to the officials in my mind. Pucks that enter the net by going through the net meshing, pucks that enter the net from underneath the net frame, pucks that hit the spectator netting prior to being directed immediately into the goal, Pucks that entered the net undetected by the referee, etc. A lot of people are arguing, saying that under this rule, that it's not reviewable at all because it's not distinctively stated in here. As I stated about 30 seconds ago, the league gets itself in trouble and leaves this rule open to interpretation by giving examples and saying not limited to. When you say not limited to, that basically leaves it up to the refs whether or not they're going to review something. This leaves it open to the officials to review it. John Shannon of Sportsnet asked Colin Campbell some several questions about Rule 38.4 that I just quoted. And here is what Colin Campbell said. We could start calling that call next year game one. I don't think I would use that card in the third round of a playoff. I'm not so sure San Jose would appreciate it if we used that rule for the first time in the game, even though it would have been correct to do so. It was the wrong call. It should have been a whistle if the referee would have seen it. Yes, you could probably use rule 38.4, but I think it has to be a discussion before expanding that rule. 
So for all you Blues Podcast, San Jose Podcast, Blues Media, San Jose Media, that aren't agreeing that this rule could have been used to review this, you're wrong. Campbell comes right out and says, well, we could start doing it next year, and it could have been used in this instance, but San Jose wouldn't have appreciated it. I don't care. It was the right thing to do for the refs to review it, and they got lazy. I'm just hoping that this does not affect the series. Enough about this rule. Let's get into the highlights. We all know that San Jose came out playing very well in Game 3, and they went up one to nothing about 13 and a half minutes in on a goal by Eric Carlson. Lifts it in to the left of Jordan Bennington. He directs traffic for Joel Edmondson. Kept in at the line by Eric Carlson. Hits for a shot. Score! 1-0 San Jose. Carlson gets his first goal of the playoffs. Seeing eye shot. St. Louis thinks they have everything under control. The puck's going to come in deep. They make a tight reversal. Goudreau with a good shooting. Edmondson thinks he's got support on the wall from Maroon. Maroon's just not going to be able to handle the puck, so it's going to go right out Derek Carlson, and he's going to shoot it through a maze of players with Donsko, I believe, Joe creating the ultimate screen. 1-0 San Jose. This goal was caused by some great forechecking by the Sharks. Edmondson did the best he could to get the puck out. Maroon was not able to get to it. It goes to Carlson. Carlson puts it past Bennington. Bennington was screened a little bit on that goal. That goal was at 13 minutes, 37 seconds in. It was unassisted. Carlson's first goal of the playoffs, and I'm sure the Sharks were very happy to see him get his first goal. He's been injured throughout the playoffs, but that would not be the only goal by San Jose. As I stated, they had a very good first period. Joe Thornton gets his third goal of the playoffs, 16 minutes, 58 seconds in, and the Sharks squad of the first period with a pretty good 2 to nothing lead. Sends it down into the St. Louis zone. Melker Carlson in behind Bennington's goal. Now Joe Thornton over to play it. LeBanc directs it out, shot by Classic, and then Thornton scores! Joe Thornton gets the Sharks a 2 nothing lead. Well, Joe Thornton made the defensive play in his own zone by just simply holding onto the puck and being really patient with it. And then down the ice they go, and now they go on the forecheck. We talked about his line right from the start of this game, how impressive they were. This will get blocked by Bortuzzo, I believe, and then right over to Joe Thornton. The long shot will come through. Bortuzzo is there, gets a piece, and the perfect deflection to Joe Thornton on the other side. This goal was a direct result of the Sharks outworking the Blues players. The puck goes in the zone. Bortuzzo gets outworked. It goes behind the net. Gets in front of the goal. The initial shot, Bennington made the save. Goes right to Joe Thornton, and he puts it past Bennington. In this first period, the Blues were outshot 9-4 by San Jose. And a lot of people would think that, well, maybe Jordan Bennington didn't do a good job. The Blues defense left him out to dry several times. This goal by Thornton would be his third of the playoffs. It was assisted by Vlasic. The pickle man gets his fifth assist. LeBanc gets his fourth assist. 16 minutes, 58 seconds in. As we head into the second period, the Blues need to do a couple things. Number one, put more pressure on Martin Jones. Number two, support Jordan Bennington the way he needs to be supported. The Blues came out very fast in the second period, and they would make it just a one-goal game on a very early goal by Alex Steen. Here is Carlson who opened the scoring. Puck deflects to the far side. Steen is on it for the Blues with Barbashev. Here's Barbashev. Carlson able to get back. Barbashev for Steen. He scores! Barbashev to Alexander Steen. And Steen puts the St. Louis Blues on the board. 
comes a seeing eye pass to Barbashev, who outmuscled Carlson, and then Steen wastes no time. The left hand around the right hand side of the ice. One timer, we're back in this game now. He goes to Alexander Steen, puts it right in the sweet spot for the one timer, and puts it past Jones. The puck comes out of the blue zone. Steen has it, sees Barbashev racing to the net. It started to look like Barbashev would have a breakaway. He gets a couple feet out from Martin Jones. I'd say about five, six feet out, maybe a little bit more. Gives the puck right back to Steen, and Steen puts it past Martin Jones. The Blues are back in this game at 2-1. to one. That goal by Steen would be a second of the playoffs. Barbashev gets his third assist just a minute and 18 seconds in. So the Blues respond very quickly early in the second period. The problem was, 18 seconds later, the Sharks would respond as they were announcing Steen's goal. Joe Thornton would get his second of the game and fourth of this playoffs to make it three to one Sharks. Thornton with the puck for San Jose, out for Carlson. Slides it across for Dillon. The shot is stepped aside by Bennington. Now Thornton scores his second of the game. Three one San Jose as the Sharks come right back. Well, Bennington had trouble with the first shot. I think he was screened or it was deflected on the way in. So he makes a, he has to kick out, but now he doesn't get back in time to get in position. But Joe Thornton does the retrieval from behind the net and the finish by Thornton. I honestly don't think Bennington was screened on that first shot. He made a pretty good save. He was probably thinking his team would support him. Somebody from his team would be there, but it wasn't meant to be. Joe Thornton ends up with the puck and puts it right past him. And San Jose responds very quickly after Alex Steen responds to make it 2-1. to one. It's now a two-goal game, 3-1. to one. As I stated, that would be Joe Thornton's fourth goal of the playoffs. LeBanc gets his fifth assist. Dylan gets his second assist. One minute, 36 seconds in. The Blues continue to play well in the second period. Even though the Sharks got that goal to make it a two-goal lead again, the Blues looked very good. And just a couple minutes after Thornton's goal, Vladimir Tarasenko scores what I always call a goal-scores goal to make it a 3-2 to two game. Now Tarasenko with speed, and across the Sharks line, with a shot, score! A clean breakout by the Blues, quickly around the boards, one little pass, and now Tarasenko does what he does best, and that's use the speed and shoot the puck, all in one motion. Hard rising shot, and what a beauty it was. Show that subtle play by Braden Chen allows Tarasenko to engage his speed, and we're back to a one goal game. Just a beautiful goal from end to end. Pareko got the puck to Shin. Shin sees Tarasenko streaking out of his end, gets it to Tarasenko. Tarasenko turned on the Jets. He looked faster than I've seen him in a long time. Crosses the blue line, and he takes a wrister. Beautiful shot, glove side pass Martin Jones, and the Blues get back to within one goal. That goal by Tarasenko would be a sixth of the playoffs. Shin gets his fourth assist. Pareko gets his seventh assist. Four minutes, five seconds in. So the Blues are playing well. They're putting pressure on Martin Jones. They definitely look like the better team in this second period. And they would battle back and forth for about 11, 12 minutes. And then the rest of the period would be owned by David Perron. Perron back out to the point for Edmondson. And now Pareko for Perron. Waits, shoots, scores! Layla loves it. And why wouldn't she? The first shot is deflected by Perron off the side of the net. Now Perron stays with it. And again, keep an eye on the puck movement, finding the open man. And this time, Perron doesn't miss as he beats Jones on the short side to tie the game. What a pass by Cole Pareko, and Layla just loves it up 
there's Jan Pareko with the pass, Perron with the finish, and Layla with the high fives all around. Pareko back out for Maru. First power play of the night for St. Louis. Here is Perron with a shot. Score! Well, the changes worked. Maroon makes the play on the board as Pareko ends up throwing it back to the board. Perron wants to pass, doesn't see anything, takes a shot. Braun 61 was directly in his line. Does it hit him? Let's see. Yes. Hits his left leg and deflects in. The first goal by Perron was just some great passing by the Blues. The puck ends up on Perron's stick and he beats Martin Jones cleanly. Perron's fourth goal of the playoffs. Pareko gets his eighth assist. Edmondson gets his sixth assist. 16 minutes, three seconds in. We're tied at three apiece, and the Blues were just dominating the Sharks at this point. The Sharks were hanging their head. The Sharks looked tired. They did not look like the same team that played in that first period. And that second goal, you got to give a lot of credit to Pareko. Pareko was fighting for that puck in the corner. He ended up getting it, gets it back to Maroon. Maroon keeps it from going out of the offensive end and over the blue line. He gets it over to Perron. Perron takes the shot. It deflects off of a Sharks player, and the Blues are up 4-3. to three. That second goal by Perron is his fifth of the playoffs and second of the game. Maroon gets his third assist. Pareko gets his ninth assist. 18 minutes, 42 seconds in, the Blues score a power play goal. Going into the third period, the Blues have to continue doing what they're doing. They can't back off. They can't go into a shutdown mode and just defend their end. They need to continue to put pressure on Martin Jones. Would they do that? No, not really. I thought the Sharks played very well in that third period. I gave them the edge over the Blues. Shots would be even at 12 to 12, and the Blues would get a little bit sloppy with under two minutes left, and the Sharks would tie it at four to four. We're headed to overtime. Bozak and Hurdle. Bozak pulls it back, comes out to the point for Carlson, and then Burns. Now Thornton in front, players wrapping at it, they score! Couture! With just under one minute remaining, we are tied at four. Pavelski's eight in front, he'll get a deflection, Couture on the rebound to tie it at four. And who else but Joe Pavelski right there in the slot, never quitting on the play, Couture never quitting on the play. Although this was a controversial game, you've got to give the Sharks credit for battling back. They pulled Martin Jones. They did what they needed to do. Pavelski put the puck in front of the net. Thornton bashes at it. It ends up that Couture puts it past Bennington. And we've got an exciting game headed to overtime. That goal by Couture would be his 14th of the playoffs. Pavelski with that nice pass in front of the net gets his fifth assist. Thornton gets his sixth assist. 18 minutes, 59 seconds into the third period. As we head to overtime, this game could be anybody's game. I hated to see it end with such a controversial goal by Eric Carlson on just a terrible hand pass by Meyer. Nyquist with it. Sharks with numbers. Here comes Meyer down the right side. Kilo Meyer with a shot. That did not make it through. Now Nyquist drops it off. Score! Eric Carlson wins it for the Sharks in overtime. They lead the series two games to one. I think the Blues are arguing that this was a hand pass. 
They're going to talk it over. That's what Bennington was, and I thought it was initially when I saw it. The Sharks stayed with it around the front of the net. Officials heading to their locker room. Sharks win it 5-4 in overtime. This is one that is not reviewable. So if the four officials on the ice don't see the hand pass, there's nothing Toronto, the people in Toronto, can do to reverse it. It has to be one of the four officials that are on the ice. None of them saw it. And it was clear that it was a hand pass. We've all watched this go at least 50 times each. Some of us, such as myself, a lot more, trying to figure out why the refs did not see this. They say they didn't see it at all, which I find a little hard to believe. There was one ref behind it. There was one ref a little bit behind the goal, but he should have been able to see it clearly. You guys have heard my thoughts on it at the beginning of the podcast. Not going to go into it really, but the Sharks win the game 5-4. to four. Each team had three shots on goal in the overtime period. Eric Carlson's goal was his second of the playoffs. Nyquist gets his 10th assist. Timo Meyer gets his 10th assist. Five minutes, 23 seconds into overtime, and the Sharks now lead the series two games to one. Shots on goal, 32 apiece. The faceoff battle was won by the Blues, 52% to 48%. Each team had one power play opportunity. The Sharks were 0 for 1. The Blues were 1 for 1. The Blues outhit the Sharks 43 to 21. The Blues outblocked the Sharks 24 to 20. And the Blues had nine giveaways to the Sharks' seven. Let's head to the post-game interviews, where we're going to hear from Craig Berube. We'll finish things off with the interview process with Petrangelo, Perron, and Steen, and then I'll give you my final thoughts on this game. Craig, uh, do you think that was a hand pass, and did you get any explanation? No explanation. Did you think it was a hand pass? Well, what do you guys think? Yes. Okay, then don't ask me. There's no reason to ask me. Nothing. I have nothing to say about it. Chief, your frustration level, though, for a playoff game in overtime to end like that, how difficult is it and the challenge of getting your team ready to well, play the next game? Well, it's difficult to lose in overtime and playoffs um, any time. And, you know, got to move on. Like, the team's got to move on. We all got to move on from it and, and get ready for game four. Really, that's all you can do. I mean, um, you know, we played a solid hockey game, but we are, we're on the lo losing side of it. And there's nothing we can do about what happened. We're just going to move on. Back right. Coach, can you give us an update on Vince Dunn and talk about how your defenseman played after he left the game? <clears throat> yeah, he's um, right now he's in um, getting looked at. Um, so we'll know more tomorrow on him. Uh, our D thought we're our, I thought our D did a real good job, you know, down to five D. That's not easy. A lot of minutes for a lot of guys, but they did a real good job. I thought. Left side, second row. Not trying to belabor it. Just wanted to make make sure we're on the same page. Did they even? Uh, did you know it wasn't possible to review it? Did you know that they weren't going to be able to review the hand pass? Yes. Front row on the left. Craig, any disappointment, though, not to be able to close it out in regulation? Well, yeah, a little. Like, I mean, that, um, you know, we got the lead there and their goalie's out. You know, we ended up leaving our net a little, um, two guys at our net. We only had one one defender there. So that's got to be better there. We should have closed that out there. Um, that That's tough. One more 
question on the right side, front row. You had a couple icings on that, that last sequence where they tied in overtime. What could you have done like differently in those two situations? Well, the, f the first icing was, uh, you know, it's, that's a tough play um, coming around the net, and there really wasn't a whole lot of options, so he, he was trying to get it out of the zone, obviously too hard. Um, at the second one, though, on the draw, I think we could skate a little bit on that play and uh, probably get the puck out without icing it, but... Listen, things happen. They're uh, quick out there, you know, um, not a lot of time. Things happen. So um, we just got to be better there. We got to close that game out, in my opinion. Uh, we should have won it 4-3. I guess there's a different set of rules for two different teams, so I'm sure they'll lose some sleep tonight after looking at it, but that's all I'm going to say about it. Did you see a hand pass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all I'm going to say about it. How difficult what? is it then to lose a game in that fashion? Yeah, Especially they tie at the end. I thought we played well too. So um, a lot of things to build off tonight. Get ready for uh, next game. Patrick, what happened at the end there in regulation when they tied? Oh, I, that's a good bounce on their end. You know, sometimes they get the bounces. We didn't get the bounces. That's all it was. I mean, it's not much room for them to put that in. It's just game of inches right now, and um, they just got the bounce, and we'll make sure uh, we work for ours next game. Did you feel like you guys were in control of the game? Yeah, yeah, we played well. I thought we played really well. Um, obviously got down there early, but we kept pushing. That second period was real good for us. Can you take us through what you saw in the overtime goal? Did it appear? Well, yeah, it was. Uh, but let's move forward, and uh, that's what uh, we're going to try to do here in the next 24 hours. We're, we're a really good team in here, and um, we feel that our ten, first 10 minutes was uh, awesome, and then they scored two goals, um, kind of put us on our heels, and uh, we found a way to come back in the second, have a really good period and really good third period to get a bounce and uh, we played well in overtime as well and yeah. David, do you think a hand pass should be reviewable? It's not. We're going to go there, eh? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it was a hand pass, but let's, we're going to try and move forward and uh, the league's going to take care of it like they, they've done in the past so far in the playoffs. This, this, more is, the, this is the standard playoffs. I mean, for a game to end like that in overtime in the playoffs, how difficult is that? Yeah, it's unacceptable, but it's okay. It's 2-1 right now. What did you see at the end of the regulation that, uh, and how frustrated um, was it that the game got to overtime in the first place? Yeah, well, I think it's set up play by them, and they executed and, and got the, all the bounces and they went in. Again, they're a good team over there. We just feel that, that we can find a way to, if we, if we play our team game, we, we can find a way to compete against them and, and have success. Did Do you, you get feel any like kind of explanation on the uh, No, they didn't. It's just, I'll, uh, I'll try and just leave it. David, you guys were so good in the second period. I mean, how good you guys feel coming into the third just to go to close it? Yeah. Well, again, I thought we had a good third period, exactly the way we're supposed to play, and uh, they find a way to get one with the goalie pulled. So tough bounce, and uh, it's two on right now. And um, we're going to have to go to go to bed tonight and, and come back here with a smile on our face and make some, some few adjustments that we can make and uh, keep playing our game. O'Reilly gave you a pretty good chance there to get that. Unbelievable. Game. Yeah, I got. I mean, I went through the, the legs uh, of the defender, so I kind of lost it uh, for a second, and I shot as soon as I had it, obviously, and couldn't couldn't raise it enough uh, over the pad. Good pass by him. David, to be able to crack through on the power play, how good did that feel as well? Good. Yeah, obviously, big goal at the moment. Uh, at the time it happened, and uh, it was nice for sure. And 
Um, that's we got to do shoot some pucks and um, get some bounces at, at times, and then the other ones will come. Okay, I'm not going to comment on that, Andy. Again, all anybody's going to talk about is that play. So, I mean, anything. That's fine. You guys can talk about it. We're going to get ready for game four here. What's that? What you see at the end of regulation? I mean, is it frustrating the game got to overtime to start? Their tying goal? Yeah. Yeah, it's a. Uh, you know, a pretty quick bang-bang play off the draw down to the goal line, and then they just jam away. So, um, you know, I'd have to look at it again, but we will tomorrow, and, and you know, we'll be better in that scenario for sure. Your line had a lot of success tonight. What led you guys being so successful? Yeah, we could have had some more. I think we could have, uh, you know, we were we were right there, but uh, it's mostly in our legs. We work hard trying to stay connected and be, be close to each other, and, um, you know, we'll continue to do that. How do you turn the page on this? And, you know, we've got a game in less than 48 hours. Yeah, that's playoffs. Got to get ready for game four. I love Barube's attitude, and I love the players' attitude. Very quick remarks, or some of them, no remarks at all, about the goal. They know what happened. They're going to move forward on it. And they understand one thing that some Blues fans are not understanding. The part that kills them and also kills me the most is the late goal to make it 4-3. to three. The Blues have no one else to blame for that even getting to overtime than themselves. As Petrangelo said, the bounce just went San Jose's way, and they tied it at 4-4. Four to four. So, Blues fans out there, you can complain all you want to about it, and I've complained about it, but the key to this is it should have never gotten to overtime. You don't give up a goal like that. You don't allow a team to really get back into a rhythm like the Blues did with the Sharks in the third period. Not that the Blues played terrible. I just don't think they kept that intensity throughout the whole third period, and they didn't put a ton of pressure against Martin Jones. Sure, they had shots, but were a lot of them quality shots? Not really. The Blues, if they would have just played 80% of the way they played in that second period, I wouldn't have had to spend several minutes at the beginning of this podcast talking about a bad mistake by the referees. Enough said about that. Now let's move on and look at game four. The Blues can do two things here. The Blues can think about this till it just festers inside of them. They come into game four and they just fall apart. Or they can do what they did after the game, make some quick comments about it, and move on. And I think they're going to be fine. I really, really do. In my opinion, they are more talented than the Sharks. When the Blues play their game and don't make a lot of mistakes, they should be able to beat the Sharks. A lot of people in the national media are going to disagree with me. The Sharks have good players. They have some good young players, such as Timo Meyer. But some of their other leaders, such as Pavelski and Thornton, are getting very long in the tooth. The Blues need to continue to wear them down, because as I stated in the second period, the Sharks look beaten down, they look tired, and the Blues got to continue being physical with them, take every chance they can to get a hit. And I'm not talking about knock somebody's brains out and try to injure them. Just continually make it tough on them to come out of the zone, to get the pucks in the corner, and to get quality shots on Bennington, and the Blues can win this series. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of the Drop Podcast. Until next time. 
Let's go blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.